Jason. Jason. What? What is it? Jason, Where am wake I? Up, wake up. What is it? You're, okay, listen. What? You're in a hospital, okay? Uh-huh. Don't, How'd don't freak here? out. I'm freaking How'd... out. <laughs> okay, listen. I had a dream. I, 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 what, okay, what was your dream about? Maybe that'll help. We found, we found this old abandoned Great America, and you started uh-huh. eating all this food, uh-huh. and you turned into a pig. And then I worked sure. for a woman who was a witch, which she ran okay. a water slide for ghosts. Okay. And then I left. And now I'm here in the hospital. Okay. So whenever you want to start telling me about your dream, just go ahead. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I'm Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we look at a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether its reputation is good or bad. And this time around, it was the second animated movie to win Best Animated Movie after Shrek. <laughs> Boy, that, that's a trade-up, huh? Hey, Steve. What movie are we going to review that apparently, according to the Academy Awards, is just as good as Shrek? <laughs> I know it's hard to believe, but I agree with the Academy. I think this movie is even better than Shrek. I realize that's a bold statement. We are reviewing the classic Hayao Miyazaki animated uh, fairy tale, whatever you want to call it. Japanese Wizard of Oz. (laughs) Japanese, there you go. Japanese Wizard of Oz. Spirited Away. Hooray, Spirited Away. Yay. Hey, Steve, do you have any trivia? Spirited Away? I bet you do. I I, I, I do. I do, actually. I win that bet. Now pay me. <laughs> well, wait a minute. What did we bet? I didn't get to tell you later. Okay. okay. You'd be pleasantly surprised. Oh, boy. That's why I'm surprised. slowly revealing this underwear that I want you to wear. Hey, hey. did I, I lose even. that bet or did I win? Excuse me. Every dog in the neighborhood has started barking. I hope a meteor's coming. I hope a meteor's coming. <laughs> It's over. It's over, everybody. Hooray! Actually, I live we in California. If all the dogs start barking all at once, maybe it's an earthquake. Who knows? Maybe it's an earthquake. Maybe it's okay. the big one. Could be. Hey, Steve, yeah. trivia. <laughs> trivia. So Spirited Away, like all of uh, Hayao Miyazaki's films, was made without a conventional script. That's right. And that is because Miyazaki's creative process does not include writing a script. Nope. Instead, what he does is he he crafts the story by drawing storyboards. He comes up mm-hmm. with the idea and the characters, and he just starts making storyboards. Yes, he and, does. And he actually passes the storyboards along to his production team, and they they start making the movie before he has the whole thing storyboarded. So the 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 production process is already underway, and the director doesn't even know what the ending is yet. He's just sort of crafting it as he goes along mm. and uh and he describes this as the film making itself he says i don't make the movies the movies make themselves he's and very, I just being very along. humble oh he's yeah oh he's yeah because he's clearly a genius yes but but the the just but you know it's it's just it's there's so much about this movie that makes me grateful that that it exists and that mm-hmm. artists like this exist but but the i just the idea of oh there's a completely different way of making a movie 
than the conventional way that we usually do it. And if you happen to be a genius, <laughs> you know, it yeah. works. Yeah, like you true. can just you can just make up a movie you as can just you go sit down and, and be a genius and Yeah, you, know, you can just sit down and be a genius and make, the and make top a movie like this. movie in Japan's history. Yeah. 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 Um some more things about the movie uh the character of no face it was sort of he's become like the mascot of the movie it's the yeah. you know the, the character that everybody kind of thinks of when you imagine spirited mm -hmm. away um he's based on a silkworm uh like like no face silkworms have markings on the ends of their bodies that look like a face mm -hmm. so our our human monkey brains automatically think oh that's their face and then the actual mouth of the silkworm is below that area. So when the silkworm opens his mouth, you go, oh, fuck, holy shit, holy shit, what is that? <laughs> and just like when you see No Face for the first time, you're yeah, like, how is that? Wait a minute, that wasn't his mouth. Yeah. What's that? That's not his mouth. His mouth is that thing on his face. Holy shit, what is that? Um, <laughs> and also, like, like No Face, silkworms are prone to overeating. Yes. And there is also another silkworm reference because at the end of the movie, No Face remains behind with um, uh, Zaniba, yes. who who spins thread, which is like a silkworm producing silk. So Aww. he's a he's a silkworm monster. Well, he's not. He's actually based I mean, on he's no not, theater, but, but that's just me. So well, the, yeah, the the yeah the the mask, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh the scene where the the stink god who turns out to be the river spirit comes mm -hmm. in uh is inspired by something from Miyazaki's own life the uh the first piece of trash that is pulled out when um when sen realizes what's going on and that there's like something stuck in him that is hurting him and that's why he is the way he is um that turns out to be a bicycle that's like the first thing that's pulled out that causes the all the garbage to come pouring out of him and uh that's inspired by uh miyazaki actually participated in the cleanup effort of a polluted river mm -hmm. and one of the things that they pulled out of this polluted river was an old bicycle so he took that little detail and incorporated it into the movie. Hooray. Um, probably just a random storyboard that he drew and it turned out sure. to be a, a, a memorable plot point in this masterpiece of a film. Mm -hmm. um, and finally, as you mentioned, it was the highest grossing film in the history of Japan, period. Not just animated movie, but all movies ever. More it than Godzilla. More yeah. than, it's the highest grossing movie ever in japan mm -hmm. uh it was it and and you already mentioned this as well it's the second movie to win the best animated feature award at the oscars and and the first anime to win it it uh was also the second animated movie to ever win japan's version of the best picture oscar it's called the japan academy film prize for mm -hmm. picture of the year it was the the uh second animated movie ever to win that the first animated movie to win it was princess mononoke mm -hmm. so miyazaki's got that one wrapped up yeah um that's my trivia that's all i got hooray i don't want to talk about this movie you need to say who made it you need to say i know i know, I, know I need to say who made it but i mean i mean the movie's good that's it that's all i need to it's listen a good movie to. Hey. Good, hey. hey hey everybody it's a good movie watch it what's the point if you haven't watched it watch it we're about to spoil the shit out of it so watch the movie, goddammit.
All right, here we go. It was directed and written by Hayao Miyazaki. You know him. He he made Princess Mononoke, the other movie that we've we reviewed. But he's made like yep. tons of other movies as well. His latest movie called The Boy and the Heron is out right now. It's nominated for Academy Award again. Probably will lose because right. they're fucking shits and I hate them. <laughs> it's produced by Toshio Suzuki. Now, here's something I'm not going to do. As what I've normally been doing during these heavily Japanese movies is just saying Japanese movies. I'm not doing it. I'm just naming the people. I'm done. Okay. Starring. <laughs> okay. Rumi Hilragi, Mio Irano. Oh God, it's going bad already. Mari Natsuki, Taka Takashi Naito, Yasuko Sawaguchi, Tushi. Sunehiko Sunehiko Kamijo Takehiko Ono Bunta Sagawara That's right Cinematography by Atashi Uko Edited by Takashi Seima Music by Joe Hisashi People love this music by the way Oh the score is amazing The score is beautiful Mm -hmm. Yes absolutely Production company, Studio Ghibli. What a surprise. Distributed by Toho. There's another surprise. Hmm. Release date, July 20th, 2001. Running time, 125 minutes. Budget, $19.2 million. Box office, $395.8 million. Hooray for them. That's. I mean, he was already considered a brilliant genius, an absolute artist, after Princess Mononoke, and he literally said, I'm not making another one. Fuck it. I'm not doing it. Fuck that. Yeah. And then he, he got it, he, you know, he got a spark in his head and he started making this one. And it's handmade and there's no CGI. Yeah. And it's fucking gorgeous. So, Steve, are you ready to do what we always do to <laughs> these fucking movies? <laughs> and make fun of it? And make fun of it. And tear it down. And tear it the fuck down. (laughs) Pull it down to our level. Yes, I'm (laughs) ready. That's right. Are you ready to run into the world? Do you have your, do you have your, you can't go into that, into that bathhouse with shoes on. Oh, sorry. shoes off, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just wear an apron like a baby does. I will. Okay. I don't know why that is, but just wear an apron. Apparently babies wear aprons and that is what I will wear. Get hungry for animated food somehow. Get I know. hungry for animated food. <laughs> oh, I want some. I want one of those whole chickens that the mom is just bombing. Just <laughs> oh, it's so tender. Cram it right down my throat. It's like, oh, I'm hungry now. I want that rice cake. Oh man. Let's cry huge globular tears for it's no a, reason. It's a fucking cartoon rice cake. <laughs> How can it is. make you hungry? I don't know, but he manages to do it. Yeah. Let's run into the world of Spirited Away. Steve, take it away. Well, we meet the hero, young uh, Chihiro, and she and her parents are moving to a new town. And they're in the car, and they're driving, and Chihiro is not having a very good... Isn't it great that this movie that's so filled with wonder and fantasy and all this other stuff, things you love, by the way, um, this this movie... (laughs) Starts with the most mundane thing you can possibly think of. Yeah. And and not only that, but the kid is acting like a kid would act. Yes, exactly. You know, 
she's not like a movie kid or you know like a fantasy character kid or a superhero kid like she's like no she's 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 bratty and she's pissy and she's angry and she doesn't want to be go she they're moving someplace that she doesn't want to go and she misses the old place and she misses her friends and she's just being like a sullen little shit she's not even wearing her seatbelt. she's laying down on the <laughs> on the back seat yeah hugging and those the parents flowers. are being the parents are trying let's just face yeah. facts and the She's parents are trying the, to mm-hmm. the restrain parents are trying to put like a, her well yes but also trying to put a you know the 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 good face on it and be like oh it's exciting and you're gonna go to a new place and you She's wait till exhausting. you see our new house and blah 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 she and is yeah, exhausting she is no she is she is and so what happens is they're they're on their way to the new place and they drive past they can see their new house up on the hill and uh, and the, so the dad says, "Oh, this must be the turn." And he turns down this dirt road that is that is obviously not the right way to go. Mm-hmm. Now, the, but if this because, was an American movie, he they'd yeah. be attacked and raped by hillbillies. But that's not what happens. Well, and also, if this really happened in America, that's what would happen. But oh, yeah. um, <laughs> but so be, because he's a dad, and dads never admit that they've made a mistake, and dads nope. never turn around or ask for directions. He says, "Well, no, I bet if we just keep going, we'll get there eventually." And mm-hmm. he starts to. Speed through this forest down yep. this dirt road like he yes, is he flooring it and they get to the end of this road and there's like a like a, like a monument in the middle of the road that they have to stop before they slam into and then only the, and then beyond the monument is this tunnel yeah uh there's like a building and a tunnel and the dad says and i love this the way this they reverse the typical thing you would see in a movie like this the yeah. dad is like let's walk through this tunnel and see what's on the other side and the mom's like, okay. And it's That'll the kid fun. who is, and the kid who is like, we shouldn't do this. We're, she's, we're not, yeah, you she's know, afraid of everything. She's afraid of the thing. She, she's afraid yeah. of the tunnels. She, you know. Yeah. Like usually it would be the kid with the sense of adventure who wants to go through the tunnel and the parents trying to hold her back and go, no, honey, we really parent, have to maybe go. The whole thought behind the father is, hey, let's go through the tunnel and then return just the two of us. <laughs> have you seen our child? Me neither. Our child let's go. is a fucking downer. Let's, Let's just go. leave her there. She is a little bit of a buzzkill, but they, so they, they, they walk through the, the tunnel, they get to the end and, you know, of course, you know, dad knows everything and he's like, aha, I knew it. This is an old abandoned theme park. Mm-hmm. They built it and they ran out of money and, oh, let's go explore. And the, the kid, you know, Chihiro is still like, All right, let's go back to the car. We shouldn't mm-hmm. be here. This place mm-hmm. gives me the creeps, blah, blah, blah. Um, they walk on, they get to an old, what looks like an abandoned like town set. Village in or the, town, but the they're all restaurants. Park. It's all, yeah. They notice that it's all restaurants mm-hmm. and, and the dad can smell food coming from. Oh yeah. And so can the so, mom. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, he follows his nose. Blanket of a child says, no, let's <laughs> not go in there. Let's go back to the car. So they cross a little stream. Well, I mean, yeah. the parents cross the stream. She just, she falls in it or whatever. She nearly gets killed trying to cross it. <laughs> and they go in the town and I'm like, oh, everything's abandoned. But they find the place where this food is. And they're like, holy shit, look at all this food. Oh, my God. And, and they s- food. And they sit down and they eat everything. They start cramming everything into their mouth. Meanwhile, the daughter is like, stop it. I don't like that. No. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ. And so she's running around and she, she comes to a bridge and, you know, the lights of, you know, the lights have started to go down and there's a guy there that says, come with me or something, you know, hey, well, he, yeah, he said, he says, you shouldn't be here. Yeah. You need to get out of here. 
you need to get out. Come with me. I'll show you the way out. Yeah. They're lighting the lanterns, but the lanterns light. It's still dark in, in there. And she runs back to her parents and they've turned into pigs. Yes. And she's like, why? What's going on? She doesn't <laughs> tuck herself into a ball and roll into a corner and just scream. <laughs> she's just running around the village looking for help. And there's a whole bunch of these black ghost things walking around coming out of coming out of doorways and stuff so she runs down down the steps back to the stream where she originally went and the stream is now like a huge like lake yeah and a boat arrives and more weird creatures come off and she's like curled up in a ball and she's crying and then along comes what's his name what's his name again oh haiko haku Haku. And he's like, come with me. Everything's going to be fine. You'll be all right. Shut up, please. Stop it. <laughs> Just come with me. God damn it. And she's yeah. like, okay. And is no, first they have to cross the bridge. So he comes to the bridge across, and on the other side is the spa. And he says, you're going to have to hold your breath. Otherwise, they're going to see you. So hold your breath. Stupid. And she's like, okay, fine. I'll hold my breath. <laughs> Hold your breath, stupid. Hold your breath, stupid, or they'll see you. And she does, but then a frog comes up and goes, oh, Haku, where have you been? And she goes, oh, and she breathes. And then all of a sudden, all of the spirits see her. And they run off. And he was like, stop it, stupid. What are you doing? You, I, you couldn't hold your breath for one more step? Also, at what one the fuck point, was she that? starts becoming in incorporeal and see-through. Yes. And he's like, quick, eat this berry. Eat this berry, and then if you eat our food here, then you will be solid, I guess. Yeah. And she's like, okay, and she eats the berry. And then they run into a garden, and he says, okay, this is what I want you to tell. You're going to run down the stairs, and you go downstairs, and there's a guy there, and he's the boiler master or whatever, and you're going to say, give me a job. And no matter what he says, just keep saying, give me a job. Okay? And she's like, ah, and he's like, just fucking do it. I got to leave. And he leaves. <laughs> and eventually she goes outside and she finds these massive steps. She tries to go down them. And then she goes down too fast and she smashes into a wall that should have probably killed her. But, you know, whatever. Oh, she hits that wall hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, she does. Yeah. But she finds her way into the boiler. Steve. Uh-huh. What does she find in the boiler room? What does okay, she find so, in the boiler so room? Come on. So it's a, you know, it's a big boiler, right? Yeah. And it's lots of machinery, like operated by cranks and pedals and stuff. And there's a guy there and this is the boiler man, Kamaji. And, and he has like kind of a human head, you know, he's, he's got like a big nose and a bushy mustache, mustache. but it's like, you know, human, he's but he has, he's wearing glasses, but he has, uh, like six arms mm -hmm. and a really long body. And he's and he's and he's doing everything himself. He has like all these all these hands and everything's doing Turning something. And he's like running this machine by himself. And, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he at first he doesn't really notice her, and and oh, and he has a little army of of dust balls that soot have sprites. eyes. Yeah, soot sprites that have uh that have eyes and legs, and they're like little spiders. And they run around and they put coal in the furnace to keep right. the 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 do. um uh, yeah. Uh, she doesn't grab running. her hair and start screaming. No, she doesn't. No. And by the way, you might think I'm being oh, really harsh, but uh, Dorothy didn't have a freak out when she went to Oz, and Alice didn't no. have a freak out when she went to Wonderland. No, that's no. Mm -hmm. no. She's still very cautious and scared, but she goes in there and she's like, give me a job. And he's like, shut. 
just shut up, please don't. And she keeps, and what he's doing is he's taking herbs from all of these cabinets and he's mixing herbs and putting into a chute so he can send herbal water up to the people who are taking a bath. Yeah. They didn't tell us that. You got to figure it out. No, we find out that out later. Because yeah. you're smart. And this is a visual <laughs> medium. And you're figuring yeah. it out as you go. She helps out a couple of the soot sprites, you know, and what she does is she picks up the one soot sprite collapses and the coal crushes them. She goes over and she picks up the gold, which is heavier than it appears. And yeah, she, apparently she takes it down there and throws the coal into the furnace. And she comes back because the, the, what's his name? Funky monkey says, no, you have to take over, finish your job. And she comes back. The soot sprite, soot sprite is back. All the other soot sprites look at each other and they do the same thing. So they, she'll do so they don't have to carry the fucking rock. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, motherfuckers, I was being nice. But someone comes in delivering somebody's food. Who's that? Uh, that's Lynn. Lynn. And she's a bitch. She's just she's a boy, oh boy. <laughs> she and does Kamaji not says, be bothered. She's like, Kamaji, yeah, Kamaji says, what the fuck are you doing with a human? What does she want? What does Kamaji say? Kamaji says, uh, take this human who he refers to casually as his granddaughter. Yes. He says, this is my, he says, this is my granddaughter. Um, take her to Yubaba and see if Yubaba will give her a job. That's right. And, and she's so like, Lynn's fine. like, all right. No way. No, whatever. Lynn says, and he offers her a dried oh, salamander. Uh, a, a, a roasted salamander. A roasted or whatever. salamander. Yeah. And, yeah. Which apparently that's delicious. So she's like, okay, <laughs> whatever you want. She could possibly imagine. And so they're going up in these elevators and going up in these elevators. And at one point, something gets on with them. And that something is the radish god. Yes. Right? Which is like a big radish man who has a, appears to have a bowl for a hat. Yes. And they travel up. She gets separated from Lynn. And she goes all the way up to the top. And then all of a sudden, through magic... She gets swept through this upper floor, through open doors that are opening by themselves, and she meets she meets Baba Yaga. Oh, I'm sorry, she meets <laughs> she meets Yo Yo Ma. No, I'm sorry, she Not meets close. Yo Yo Gabba Gabba, and Yo Gabba Gabba is there, and she's like, <laughs> she's like, I'm not giving you. She's like, please give me work, and she's like, God damn it, stop asking that. And she's like, give me work, and she's like, maybe I can do. I'll chop you up into meat. You shut up, stop it. And she's like, give me work, and she's like, well, fucking suck the marrow out of your bones, you stupid bitch. She's like, give me work, and it turns out that she has to give her work because of an oath yeah. she took. Yeah, she's like, damn that oath. Now, what we also discover is apparently she has a giant baby. That's hidden a by giant a, baby, a giant baby that's destroying things, and she has, um, three heads not on her body, yeah. no, just bouncing around, just three heads that don't talk and just kind of bounce around and grunt. Yeah, yep. And so she says, "Okay, you're going to sign a contract with me, and you're going to work here." And so she whips out a contract and she signs it, and then she steals her name and says, "Your name now is Sen." Yeah. And she's like, okay, I guess. All right. And then guess who shows up? It's our old friend Haku. Haku shows up. That's right. And she's like, Haku, 
I can't remember. Something goes on there. I can't remember. It's something I think it's has to do with the plot, but I'm not I'm not terribly certain. It has to do with it has to do with her. And then so we gotta describe her. What does Yo Gabba oh, look yeah. like? She's like oh, she, an old she's woman an old with lady. a gigantic head. Yeah. She's an old lady with a big gigantic head. Mm -hmm. And so she's leaving. And um Sen goes down and reunites with Lynn because because he says you you she's got to work and she's gonna work under you and she's like fine so they go downstairs and now Lynn's all nice yeah she's they're like, buddy I'm buddy sorry. now I'm sorry I yelled at you here's some clothes and meanwhile she's like fucking freaking out <laughs> crying again and she's like you'll feel better after some sleep she doesn't she's like wide awake when someone <laughs> comes in and so she goes she she's given worker clothes and then she goes downstairs again to go see the boiler man and i can't remember why she's doing it do you remember why she went to went back down to downstairs i can't remember i can't remember either but she does do it and he's asleep is it because oh, she's she, supposed to hide her clothes doesn't haku tell her to hide that's her? right no, that's hide your clothes or, and she, yeah. she hides her hide, clothes your, hide she, your clothes in your shoes yeah and she has shoes there down there as well and then she goes upstairs and she runs around a bunch and she crosses the, she crosses the, um, cause he tells her, meet me outside. We'll go see your parents. Right. Yes. Yes. And she goes, okay. And they go, she goes across the thing. She goes down to the village and her parents are pigs somewhere. Cause now there are hundreds of pigs there. Yeah. And she doesn't know which ones are which. And he goes, okay, well, let's sit down and you can eat this rice cake. And she starts eating the rice cake, and she cries. And he said, "No, eat, eat more. Eat another one. You'll feel better. Here, eat, eat five. And he starts cramming them in her mouth. And she's like, "What is this?" And he says, "It's a cake. Shut up. Eat it. Just eat, shut put up and as eat much it. food in the in your mouth as possible." And she's like, "Stop it!" And then she goes back. She lays down with the boilermaker. He puts a little blanket on her. Uh, but they have a job to do. She has work to do. She has agreed to do work, hasn't she? Yes, and she she's basically on the cleaning crew. Yeah. Uh, they, they, well, the place they're at, we haven't mentioned, the place they're at is a gigantic bathhouse yeah, that and is the place run is by Yubaba. There's a beautiful bathhouse, and it appears that all the men are frogs, and all the women are women, kind of. Some of them have yeah. slightly larger heads, but I mean, most of them are just women. There are even girls at her age that are working yeah. there. And so she's cleaning and scrubbing, you know, the floors and doing work and all of a sudden, she goes outside to dump some water, and she sees a, a strange little creature out there called No-Face. Hey, Steve, describe No-Face. Well, No-Face, it's uh, like a, a transparent black body. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, and it go, the, it's like the neck and the head are kind of just one straight thing, and then on the top is a mask like a white no theater mask mm -hmm. um that you think at first like i was like we were saying in the uh in the in the trivia portion you you assume that's its face because yeah. it looks like it has eyes and a nose and a mouth it's draw it's a mask but it it's has a face like too, design yeah it's got our it's got arms and legs cloak. and stuff yeah mm -hmm. and we've seen it hanging around you know here and there before mm -hmm. but now it's like just standing outside kind of staring she has invited she has invited it in yeah and so now Lynn and Sen have been told to clean the big bathtub. 
Right. And so they go in and it's covered with gross stuff and they got they're picking up gross it's gross. They're cleaning the water, they're getting it all ready to go, but oh no, something is coming towards the bathhouse. Yeah. And, and it's huge. And it's really it's gross. the Golgothan shit demon from Dogma. That's what it seems like, except nine hundred times worse. <laughs> except a lot bigger. <laughs> it's a lot bigger and it's terrible. And you know, Yo Gaba Gaba is like, okay, we, we gotta get ready. We gotta read him. It's this is gonna be a big customer. And they're like, okay. And it comes slurping through the through the front gate. Everyone's welcoming it, you know. And it turns out that Sen and Lin have to prepare for its bath. Right. Yeah. But before they can do that, no face shows up because she had, she called down and asked for a specific herbal. Right. And she, they get these little things and they attach them to a rope and you know, the guy wouldn't give one to her and right. no face was there. And so she left, but then no face came back and gave her like 15 of them. Yeah. And they're like, Oh, and meanwhile, they're trying to herd the, the spirit in. She calls, she calls her down, and they both the thing smells and is horrible, and you know, it just is not something that you want to be around or touch. No, but it wants a bath, so and that's what they do. They replenish spirits. That's what she says at the beginning, very beginning. That's Yo Gaba Gaba says, and we replenish spirits. They come here to be replenished, yep. and so she goes in, and the thing slurps its way into the bathhouse and collapses inside of it. Um, Lynn has been gone getting food. So when she comes back, she's got the smell that curdles the rice and they're like, yes. okay. And during the bath, while they're dumping water on top of it, um, Shen feels something inside of it. Right. Yeah. Something's sticking like, out of it. Yeah. There's something inside of it. We got to get it. So should they wrap her and they wrap a cord around it and they pull out just this huge gout of disgusting garbage. There's like, yeah, there's like, you know, laundry, there's like laundry dryers and bicycles and just basic garbage. And they're like, Oh, and there was a, this is one last bit of fishing line with a bobber on it that she pulls out. And when she does a, a creepy, scary mask comes out of the water and says, thank you. <laughs> And then that creepy mask turns into the face of a very long dragon with multiple arms that, that shoots around and shoots out. And Yogabagaba is all about money because they figure, oh, this is going to be a very rich, you know, um, water spirit. Oh, and everyone, everyone, everyone applauds. They're like, yay, you, she did it. She did. She did it. And that's when everyone notices that there's gold on the ground. Yeah. Hey, this and is cool. And everyone's like, hey, let's get all that gold. That night, they're eating, Sen and her, on the balcony. And uh, she's like, I'm I'm locked away somewhere in a mental hospital for reals, right? This isn't like, I'm not actually, <laughs> this isn't happening. This isn't happening. I've accepted that I'm crazy. And my parents are probably crying somewhere in an alternate room while I run around throwing shit on things. That's probably what's happening. And Lynn's like, oh, well, whatever, I don't care. Um, so what we see is, okay, we cut back to the bath. And um, No Face eats somebody. <laughs> no Face. Yeah, he, he, eats the, he eats one of the frogs, right? He eats one of the frogs, the main frog. Yeah. 
and we're like, okay, that's not fun. <laughs> Whoops. Okay. Oh yeah, and that's the other thing. The river spirit gave her like a weird ball. Like, like a, a weird like a, medicinal yeah, ball. Like a green that, ball, yeah. yeah. And she took a bite out of it and it wasn't good. And so then she ran down and she's like to the pigs and she's like, look what I got. I mean, maybe if you eat this pigs, it'll turn back into my parents. But there's so many pigs, she doesn't know which one it is. Yeah. And so she gets sad about that. Jesus, can't she just be happy? <laughs> Nothing pleases you kids. She gets three squares in a cot. What more can you ask? Exactly. Well, there's a lot of people that would kill for your job. Mm -hmm. So the next the next morning, she wakes up and everybody's gone. Yeah. And so then she gets dressed. And she's looking around. And, you know, People are cooking like crazy all of a sudden. Like everybody is cooking things. And then it turns out it's because No Face has decided to eat everything on the planet. Like yeah. they're giving him as much food as they possibly can. He's like, more and more. Give me more. And, you know, that's when she meets Lynn and she said, and he's giving gold to everybody. He's just barfing gold on the air into everybody is giving them food. And no faces talking with the voice of the frog at this point. Right. Yeah. And we're like, okay, that that's weird. And she's, she goes back up to the balcony on her bedroom and she looks out and what does she see? She sees a, a dragon that she has seen earlier she knows that this dragon is actually haku that That's haku right. can change into a dragon and, and it's flying around and it's mm. being chased by a flock of white birds That's right not birds Well they turn yeah when they get closer she realizes that they're paper birds but mm -hmm. yeah um and they're attacking and, him and he flies into her room and yeah. crashes and he's bleeding yeah. all over the place He's all fucked up Mhm mm and he's angry and then he tries to fly away and he's banging into the building and a whole bunch of other stuff. Meanwhile, everyone is trying desperately to suck more gold out of goddamn no faces asshole. Yeah. You know, they're all bouncing around and, you know, trying to be, you know, trying to give him food or whatever. Um, meanwhile, Santa's come downstairs and she's like, I need help. And they're like, fuck you. <laughs> they're like, fuck <laughs> off. We want and the gold. The gold is ours, stupid. And she's like, oh. And that's when she starts to realize that No Face, you know, No Face has a weird connection with her, right? Yeah. And she leaves because she doesn't want any of the gold. He offers her gold and she doesn't want it. And then he eats somebody. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yes, he does. He, he eats, eats a couple people of people and everyone's yeah. like fucking takes off. They're all <laughs> screaming and they run away. Meanwhile, Sen is now, where is she trying to get to? Uh, she's trying to leave. Well, she's trying to get up to where she saw Haku fly into. Yeah. She saw Haku fly into one of the rooms in the, mm -hmm. at the very top. Yeah. And she gets and and one of the paper birds with a torn wing is on her. And she sees, mm -hmm. she sees, um, Yo Gaba Gaba arrive. And she has a little bird that also kind of looks like her. And she gets yeah. into the room and she walks into this big padded green room with lots of pillows and lots of stuffed animals. And if you've seen Akira, you you suddenly, all the hairs on the back of your head stand up <laughs> because this is, can't be good. And so she walks in there and she sees, what's his name, right? She sees Saku. Does she? Yes. No, she peeks up. She well, not yet. Her. No, she she goes. She she has to hide from Yubaba right. first because Yubaba comes comes in because this and is she the baby. Dives so. under this huge pile of pillows, yeah. right? And you know, Yogabagaba is looking around and she uncovers them and she sees the face of a gigantic baby, 
And Yep. she's like, Oh, boy. oh my poor baby. Because the baby's crying. And said, No, yeah. And she's being very lovey and stuff like that. And she turns off the lights. And then the baby sees San, who's also hiding under the pillows. And he grabs her arm and says, Play with me or I'm going to break your arm. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Please let go of me. And he's like, Bra I will break your arm for fun. If you don't play with me. And she's like, fuck off, you giant baby. What are you doing? And she's like, you do it or I'll cry. And then my mom will come and kill you. And she's like, well, stop it. Boy, this baby is not fucking around. Also, another thing. I'm afraid of germs. I don't want any germs. I've never been outside of this room. I've done, I'm terrified of germs. And she says, look at my hand. It's got germs on it. I'll touch you. And he's like, no. And so she gets away. <laughs> She runs into the other room and in front of the fire is, you know, the dra the dragon form of Haku. And the three heads are bouncing up on top of it. And then the baby comes in. And she's the baby's standing looking at her. And the baby says, if you don't play with me, I'm going to cry. My mom's going to come. And she's you have no idea what she's capable of. She's really bad. Okay, she might turn you into coal. She might turn you into a pig. She might, there's things in her drawer that she doesn't let me see, but I hear them vibrate. And those are used to be people. Do you want to become one of those things? And she's like, stop it. But then a woman that looks exactly like her shows up. Yes. You know, it comes out of the, uh, or is it like sort of manifests out of the paper bird yes. that was hiding on the back of her head. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And she's like, ha ha. And she turns the giant baby into a fat mouse. She turns a little bird thing into like a little fly or whatever. Yeah. She turn, then turns the three heads into the baby. <laughs> yes. And she's not terribly nice to, to Sen, is she? I don't think she not is. Not really. Not super nice. No. But what she wants is he, st he stole a, a magic seal. And unless she gets the magic seal back. Everything's gonna be bad, and he's not gonna be yeah. able to. He's he's gonna be bad. Everything bad. Everything bad. And then he tries to get up and fly away, and he falls down a chute, and they fall all the way down to the basement. And he's bleeding everywhere at this point. There's just blood yeah. everywhere. It's terrible. And she's like, "You need this medicine that I got from the river spirit." And he shoves it down his throat, and he turns back into a human form. After coughing up the seal, the seal has like a little slug on it that she steps on. And then the, oh, what's his multi-eyed guy, armed guy's name? Oh, Kamaji. Kamaji, living nightmare, goes, I know. And he goes, rubber, <laughs> rummaging through something. And while he's doing that, Lynn comes downstairs and was like, where the fuck have you been? What's going on? Why is there blood everywhere? Who are you? Are you destroying our way of life? And she's like, no, no, no. I'm fine. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> she grabs. She grabs the seal, and she's like, "I gotta go catch the train because there's been a train that runs past the past the place all the time." Yeah, and Kamaji. That's what Kamaji was rummaging for. He gives her train tickets. Mm -hmm. And so now she's got to leave, and she's leaving with the the baby that that is now a mouse. And the and the bird that's turned into well, basically a cartoon of a bird. It's not a fly. Um, but yeah. first, she has to take care of No Face because he's become a problem. 
it's become a great big huge problem just eating tons of food and eating people and she goes there and she says i know this is probably for my parents but i'm going to give this to you and she gives them she like she tore the the medicine in half so he's getting the other half and now he's just barfing everywhere an extended barfing yeah. thing scene where he's barfing. <laughs> if you guys love barfing, if you like to jerk off while watching something barf, boy, oh, boy, I love the center part oh, of this movie. You're, you're going to like this scene, yeah. Mm-hmm. Until he barfs off everything. He barfs off the little frog that he ate and the two people that yep. he ate and all this other crap. And she goes down and they climb into a washing tub with Lynn and she's going to take her to the train station. And now... No face is kind of back to normal. Yeah. And uh, he's going to go with him on the train. Yay. Does he need a ticket? Apparently not. Only her. I don't, I don't get it. Why? Yeah. I I know the the conductor, the conductor doesn't ask for, yeah, what, what she has is fine. Maybe she's afraid. Anyway, they ride on the train forever. No, they ride on the train for what? About two minutes. And there's a couple of stops. She says, you'll know where to get off. And it turns out she does, right? Yeah. Okay. And meanwhile, back at the bathhouse, um, he wakes the what's his name wakes up. Haku Haruka. wakes up. Haku middle. Yeah. Wakes up. And this is when things start turning bad really quickly. The he goes upstairs and he goes to Yo, Yo Gaba Gaba and he says, number one, she's upset because the no face thing has cost cost her a lot of money. And damages and repairs and all that other stuff. She has a pile of gold. And he goes up there and he goes, you're stupid. You didn't notice something. And she's like, what? What didn't I notice? You didn't notice something? And she's like, what? What? Shut up. And that's when she notices that her baby isn't her baby. That her it's baby three heads. are the three heads. Yeah. And she becomes so angry that the spell on the gold wears off. And it turns out it was just dirt. So now she's really out of pocket. You know, I feel for her. You know, she's a struggling businesswoman. She has no help. Yeah. Everybody she's got a business to run, out. of yeah, course. Exactly. Yeah. I know. It turns out her baby isn't really her baby, but three heads and she's gone. And she gets so fucking angry that fire starts coming out of her mouth and all this other stuff. And, you know, he wants to make a deal with her. And the deal is, we'll get you your baby back. But... You've got to let, you got to let Sen's mother home, and dad home, and her home. Yeah. And she said, "Okay, I will," but she has to, she has to face one final challenge. And he's like, "Fine, whatever, like whatever, fine, I don't care." She's like, "Okay." Um. So meanwhile, Steve, you talk. I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they they get off the train and they go to uh uh. Zaniba's house. Mm-hmm. Zaniba is, is uh, Yubaba's identical twin sister, and they go. So they go to her house, and she lets them in, and she's exactly like Yubaba, but she's nice. Yeah, and she explains, you know, uh, or no, uh, Sen gives her back the golden seal that Haku mm-hmm. coughed up, and she apologizes and says Haku's really sorry that he took it, and you know, if you could please not kill him with your curse, yeah. that would be mm-hmm. great. Mm-hmm. And uh, and she said, "Oh, but the curse was on it." And that's the yeah, thing she, that well, she, she stepped the slug she stepped on. Yeah, 
the slug, yeah, the slug wasn't part of the curse. The slug was something that Yubaba mm -hmm. put on Haku to control him. So now he's no longer in her control. Mm -hmm. Um, and and also, uh, the she asks about the um, the the bird and the mouse, and yep. uh, you and ha or uh, Sen says, "Can you turn them back?" to how they're supposed to be and Zaniba says oh the spell wore off on them already if they, they want to change be that back way. they can yeah mm -hmm. yeah go ahead yeah and she has a spinning wheel that she's mm -hmm. working on and that everybody else is helping her with and so she spins something to protect San it's a little hair braid thing mm. that that no face helps her with <clears throat> and she's like no face why don't you stay here with me you'll like this here in the meantime, yeah. something has happened a couple of times, and she like flashes back to riding on a dragon. And it's also intimated yes. that she knows Haku. So, yeah, and Haku knows her, but they can't yeah. remember. But yeah. just like Sen, you know, Yogabagaba has taken her real name, and she he's ta she's taken his real name too, so he doesn't remember who he is. Yeah. Okay. But they're like, okay, you gotta fly back. And she's like, okay. And so she grabs she climbs on the back of the dragon. And they're talking, and then she remembers this thing that happened to her when she was very young, where she lost her shoe in a river, and she remembers a dragon saving her, and that's when she realizes that, what's his name, Steve? Haku. No. What's his real oh. name? Oh, his real name, uh, the, the Kohaku River. Yeah, so he's the spirit of that Kohaku River. And he now he remembers, and everybody's happy. They're falling to their death, but I mean, they're both very happy. <laughs> but because at least they know she, who they are. When she tells him his name, he stops turning, and he's, he's no longer a flying dragon. He turns into a person again. They're falling. Hmm. But then they can still float. So that's great. So they go all the way back to the bathhouse. And what's happening at the bathhouse? I can't remember. Was it uh, everybody's it gathered was it? outside, and she has a bunch of the pigs in a pen. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Oh, Yubaba and, has a bunch of pigs in a pen. Yeah. yeah. And her baby turns from being a hamster back into a baby. And she says, don't do this. Don't. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Come on. Don't this. Don't do this. I'll be upset. I like, I like her. We had fun. Can you stop? Please. You're embarrassing. Can you just me. stop? <laughs> Jesus. Do we need to go into therapy? I'm willing to do it. I told you I'm willing to do it. But yeah. you refuse. Jesus, come on. and she's like, no, she has to pass. I'm not letting her go. She has to pass one more thing, right? Yeah. And so, so she says she 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 walks Sen up to the the pig pen where all the pigs are, and she says, "Here's the final test. If you can tell which two of these identical pigs are your parents, and there's like nine of them. Home. Yeah, yeah. And Sen studies the pigs for a second, and she says. There must be some mistake. My parents aren't here. And she says, are you sure your parents aren't here? And she's like, now that you've said that, I don't know. Are you, are you gaslighting me? Are you trying to fuck with me? Mm -hmm. And she says, no, that's my final answer. And she goes, okay. And all of the pigs turn into the other beings. Yeah. like And everyone and cheers. Hooray. And then she says, goodbye. And she's like, fuck off, everybody. Goodbye. She runs up across the bridge with the guy who's named after a river and they're like running and running. And he says, you can't look back. And the little stream is back instead of the great big river. Mm -hmm. And 
And he says, go on that way. And she's like, okay. And so she walks across the thing. And she walks across the other thing. And she keeps walking and she doesn't look back. And she thinks about it briefly for a second. Right? And then he meets, she meets her parents. And her parents are acting like nothing happened. Yeah, the parents like, can't oh, remember there you anything. are, stupid. Are you still whining, baby? God damn it. Are you afraid <laughs> Where of have you been? <laughs> Jesus. And they leave. They go back through the tunnel. And the car is now covered with branches. And they're like, hey, yes. how come the inside's dusty? And I'm starting to think, okay, for dust to accumulate inside the car, they had to have been there for months. A long time. Yeah. So, but she's like, okay, bye. And she gets into the car. And she's had this big, big old adventure. And they drive off. And what does she say? Everything's going to be all right or whatever. I don't know. Well, they, yeah, they, they say something like her, one of her, I think her mom says like a new town and a new school is a pretty big adventure or something. And, mm-hmm. and uh, Chihiro says, oh, I think I can handle it or something. Yeah, that like ain't that, no shit. End. What are you talking about? <laughs> that ain't no shit. That ain't nothing. I can do that. And then they get to the house and it's been sold to somebody else because they fucking disappeared for months. <laughs> They've been gone for a very the, long time. The movers delivered the stuff and then the stuff was promptly stolen or sold or whatever. There've been APBs. For, <laughs> have you seen this family? There's, exactly. I mean, it's, then they finally, and then they they accused for perpetrating a hoax because the parents don't remember anything, and the only the only one that will talk is this woman, is this girl that said she went to a mystical bathhouse where spirits got clean, and they institutionalize her, probably <laughs> give her a lobotomy, <laughs> or at least dope her up and just well, you know keep her on medication twenty four hours a day. Right yeah, and she's thrown into a padded room next to. Next to Dorothy and next to and next to Alice, and they're like, "Oh, you too, huh?" It's an amazing world that no one else sees, and you can't verify. That's great. How'd you get there? I fell down a rabbit hole. How'd you get there? Well, my whole house was ripped out of the ground by a tornado. How'd you get there? I walked through a tunnel. Yeah, I, I just walked shit. through a tunnel with my parents. <laughs> they throw in another girl, Wendy. How'd you get there? Oh, a magic boy <laughs> who never dies and never gets older flew me there with pixie dust. <laughs> To an island in the middle of nowhere. And they're like, they're collecting them from all over the world. Yeah. <laughs> I was a oh. vampire slayer. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. Buffy never had to travel anywhere. My, my, my town was on the mouth of hell. It was in a hell mouth. <laughs> all right, Steve. How do you feel? Yes. About this. This is a masterpiece of a film that <laughs> we've just made fun of for the last hour. How do you feel about Spirited Away? Yeah, we've kind of given it away, haven't we? It's not like yeah, I can no. stay. I, I can't. I can't sit here and say it's nothing but garbage. <laughs> um, it's. It, I mean, it's fantastic. It's fantastic. It's the kind of movie that anytime I watch it, and I've seen it. I've watched it several times, but it had been a few years since I watched it when I watched it for this, and. It's just one of those movies where you watch it and you go like, I'm just, I'm so happy to be reminded that movies like this can exist, you know, because, because it's so creative and it's so full of imagination. And I mean, every time I watch anything by Miyazaki, like I'm always impressed by his character designs. 
Like, I, th- I think I said this when we did Princess Mononoke as well. Like he, he, cr- he designs characters, especially the fantasy characters, like the, the spirits and the gods and those kinds of things. They just, they look different than you ever see those characters look in anything else. Um, no face is such a simple character design, but is so fucking creepy. Mm-hmm. but can also turn and be cute and be sweet and be like really, you know, sympathetic. And it's, that's, there's something extraordinary about that. Like you can, and, and there's something so off putting about having the mouth not be in what looks like his face. Like that is really uncomfortable for me when I watch that. And Cause it's like, that's not right. It shouldn't be there. Like, why do you show us a face and then have a mouth not on the face? And it's, it's such a simple thing, but it's so effective. And, you mentioned earlier uh, when we were going through the the plot about like um, what Kamaji is doing and the way the bath water works and all of that, and um, we just we we just see him working and doing his thing, and what he's actually doing isn't made clear until a little while later in the movie, and that kind of storytelling is all through it. Like it, there's minimal exposition. There are there are a couple of scenes where you where where you hear a character say, "Oh, that's what that is," but a lot of that is actually added in the English version for clarity. Like in the original Japanese version, there's even less exposition than there is in the English version because it's a visual story, and Miyazaki trusts that his visuals will be able to tell the story, and you'll get it. You know, you you'll be able to figure out what you need to figure out for the story to work. It's a it's a protagonist getting swept up in an adventure story, which which I love. I that I just I I I have a, a a soft spot for stories like that where it's a person is just walking along and having a normal day, and then all of a sudden, and they just find themselves swept off in this thing that they never expected, and you know it happens all of a sudden. I mean, like this movie is this movie is on for maybe five minutes, ten minutes. And her parents have turned into pigs and she finds herself in this magical bathhouse. I mean, it happens so quick and, but it doesn't feel rushed. You know, it doesn't feel like they're shoving you into it. It feels natural, but it just mm-hmm. happens to her all at once. She just finds herself in this world and having this adventure. And a lot of it works because it works through uh dream logic. You know, the movie feels dreamlike you mentioned the wizard of oz and alice in wonderland and those are the two most obvious reference points we can make to it i think for most people and and those stories work the same way you know it feels like it's a dream and these things happen that that happen all of a sudden and feel inexplicable and often aren't explained but they kind of make sense in context because we get that that's the way this place works you know there are all of these weird unexplained details like the fact that yubaba has that bird that looks just like her that is just there that nobody mm-hmm. nobody explains it nobody says oh that here's the story behind that bird it's just there as a weird detail that is there throughout the movie and it's just part of it you know um there are so many little things in this world and the way things work and there's not a scene where a character sits send down and says, let me tell you the story of why that got to be that way. That doesn't happen. And it's so refreshing because so much of Western 
storytelling, especially like fantasy storytelling or sci-fi or superhero storytelling, the, the writer and the director, either they themselves can't resist it or they feel like the audience needs it and they have to put it in. But they, they have to explain everything and tell you where everything came from and tell you how it got to be where it is at this point when we meet it in the story. And Miyazaki is smart enough to know that you don't need any of that. And it the movie doesn't give you mysteries just so it can explain what the mystery is and take away the mystery. It understands that sometimes it's better to have a mystery and keep it mysterious. Like that's what makes it appealing. That's what makes it feel magical. If you explain it, it's just like the deal with, you know, when, when Yubaba takes away your name, like that, that takes away your power. If you take a mystery and you explain it and you just tell what it is in literal terms and say, well, that here's what's going on here. It's exactly this. Well, then it's gone. Then it doesn't have its magic anymore and it's not impressive mm -hmm. and it's not appealing. Um, and this movie avoids that it, you know, it feels like, like a lot of, like a lot of Miyazaki does. It, it feels like a myth. It feels like a legend. It feels like folklore and it, and it presents the story without, dragging it down and reducing it and making it feel literal and common and every day you know it feels special and feels magical and wonderful and ancient you know it feels like the kind of story that like people have been telling for thousands of years and it has it has messages like there's messages about environmentalism and about you know the danger and the corrosive nature of greed and consumerism and the value of choosing friendship and love over material things like those are all messages that are in this story but they're delivered so gently you know mm -hmm. that it doesn't feel like you're being preached at it feels like oh that's just what the story is about and it's delivered in such a wonderful way um, so yeah, it's a great movie. I mean, I, I could go on rambling about it forever, but I mean, it's, 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 it's beautiful and I love how character based it is. And I love how effortless it all feels like there's so much detail and so much imagination and creativity at play here. And it feels just effortless. Like the way Miyazaki says, um, that it's like the movie made itself. I think it's, it's a credit to him and he would, he wouldn't say this cause he's modest, but it's a credit to him and his craft and his skill that he can make a movie like this. That feels that way. Mm -hmm. It feels like nobody made this movie. It feels like this movie, just somebody just found this somewhere. This movie just existed because it's, it's that natural and that organic and that perfect. So fantastic movie. I loved it. Hooray. I hated it. Fucking. I don't care. <laughs> I'm just so sick of, of this whimsical garbage. Just a bunch of drawings. <laughs> um, of course, I love this movie. Jesus Christ. I mean, come on. It's a beautiful movie, hand animated. You know what? Yeah. He's still doing it. He didn't fall like the other studios and go, oh, we got to go to computer animation because it's great. He just, um, one of his movies just came out now, The Boy and the Heron, still hand animated, where he's doing most of the in between work and he's laying out the stuff. And it doesn't surprise me that he puts. You know, he's like, okay, I'm not going to write a script. I'm just going to say, we're going to do this scene. We're going to do this scene. We're going to do this scene. We'll write in the dialogue later. That's perfectly fine. If that's the way he works and he can continue to create brilliant stuff, all more power to you. Okay? Absolutely. More power to you. It's a beautiful, wonderful film. And while it's not necessarily made for children, because it's blood and violence and scary, then stuff in there that could potentially be scary, he's not treating children with kids' gloves. They're either going to be able to handle it or they're not going to be able to handle it. Yeah. And they, in this case, they can handle it. You know, it's, it's one of those movies that's full of, 
now here's the thing a lot of people want to say oh it's so imaginative it's so original a lot of it is based on you know on shinto so mm -hmm. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna say well he just you know i'm not saying he doesn't have an imagination but for a lot of people watching it who don't know a whole lot about shinto or a whole lot about you know the spirit culture in in J japan yeah they go oh look how original it is i'm perfectly fine with that No one else had done it. You find me another movie that's like this. You can't shut up. Stop it. It's, it's, and that's all kind of the point. It doesn't just because he's basing it on things, he's making it unique and his own. He has his Yes. own spin on it. And not everything pairs up one to one. Um, what I do like about it is that this, this character has an arc. This character has something to learn so that by the end, they're not as fearful. They're not as, you know, They're not as wound up. They're not as whiny. They're not, you know, she didn't want to, she was the reluctant hero. She didn't want to go through that tunnel. And then she wound up, she learned things. She had big adventures. She didn't have to punch anyone. No one had to fucking die. No one killed Yo Gabba Gabba at the end of it. And she, I don't think, technically killed anybody. She kept saying she's going to turn somebody into coal, but she, we never see her do it. The most she the most she says she's going to turn them into pigs, and the implication is okay. We're going to slaughter the pigs and eat them at some point. Right. Well, we don't see it, and it doesn't happen. At the end, everyone cheers, hooray! And then she runs off, and she's good. She's ten years old, so no romance. Thank fucking god. Yeah. No romance. No fake. I mean, if this was made in the United States, Disney would say, okay, let's bump her age up to at least 16 so she can fall in love with, with the main guy who turns into a dragon and all this other stuff. Yeah. And it's like, no, fuck off. Why can't any of your characters be young? Oh, because of the Yeah. demographics and this, that, and the other thing. And it's like, okay, fuck, fine, fuck off. When was the last time Disney made a movie about a little kid? Like a 10-year-old kid Right. was the, Yeah, exactly. was the protagonist. They're at the very least a teenager because that's the formula that they work. And they, they put that into the little machine and the little machine keeps popping out the same fucking thing. Maybe that's why wish didn't work because it felt like it felt like a retread of every single movie they've ever made. Disney doesn't have in it the ability to make spirited away. They just don't. And they could, they, you know, they discover a theme park and they go through it and, you know, they could have made an American version of it, but they don't want to do that because it didn't have a princess in it. And we have to have princesses so that we can sell the major markets and make toys and all this other bullshit. Here's one of the things that I love. You try to get merchandise for a Studio Ghibli movie. Try it. It's fucking, it seems practically impossible. And what you do get is quality. It's not mass-produced you know, action figures. There was no Spirit Away action figure set that came out in the United States when it was released here. <laughs> yeah. Press the dragon's head and real blood shoots out of its mouth. Nothing like that happened. <laughs> It's one of those movies that also doesn't spend so much fucking time explaining everything to you. Nope. There's a brief explanation for Yogabagawa. Spirits come here, and they get rejuvenated. That's it. There's your explanation for where she is. She's in a magical place. Let me ask you a question, Steve. What was the total explanation for Oz? There wasn't one. She was There really just wasn't one at there. all. Yeah, She she said, was oh, just welcome there. to Oz. She was just there. How about Alice in Wonderland? Nope. Peter and Wendy. Nope. 
<laughs> no, you because you you find out where it is through the story. Through the story, you figure you, out where you, they you are. You get to discover it through the story instead of just being told. Exactly. And that's what happens here. We don't need a whole bunch of explanations where they are and why the river's there and why it's nighttime and why it flooded and where does the train go and who's why does why does she have a sister that seems nice? I guess she's nice. I don't know. She wasn't nice at first, but she's nice now. Why is there a giant baby? Why is there any of the things that are in this movie? <laughs> There's no way that giant baby came out of her. That's physically no. impossible. <laughs> Where'd that giant baby come from? I love how Yo Gabba Gabba uses magic so casually. She's sitting there when 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 Sen first meets her, she's going through paperwork and all that stuff. She's with a wave of her hand and Sen's mouth zips closed. Yeah. Without a zipper sound. Yeah. It just you see right. it close up. And she can't talk. She says, shut up, and the wave of her hand without even looking up. She just does that. And it's done. When her sister turns the baby into a mouse, you don't see anything there. The baby just turns into a mouse. That's what I like about it. It respects that these movies respect the audience. It respects them enough to say, you guys are going to get it, so I'm just going to put it down. I mean, it's going to be beautiful, and you're going to love the animation and everything else. The thing that we talked about last time with, with Princess Mononoke is the way he animates things, and the way he animates things are the way people are. Yeah. You know? They're not perfect all the time. They don't have perfect movement. They itch. They fall asleep weird. You know, it's it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you watch where she's curled up in the back seat. I've seen so many kids fucking do that. And, yeah. You know, you've yeah. spent the entire day at the beach. And the last thing you want to do is sit up as a kid. You want to curl up in the back seat <laughs> and you want to go to sleep. She's doing it because she's kind of kind of depressed because they moved away. But I mean, you get it. You get it. The way she climbs up in between her parents. To complain. Yeah. The way she screams that she sees that petals are coming off of her flowers. She's 10. That's what we expect for her to act like a 10 year old. She's constantly afraid of what she's going through with all of this stuff, but she is determined to save her parents. It's a great movie. It just is. Mm-hmm. And no wonder it's number one. Thank God it's number one. I'm so glad it bitch slapped Titanic and says, You stay down there, you stupid. <laughs> So yay, Steve. Classic. Classic. Absolutely. Classic. I hope he doesn't die soon. He's probably gonna he's getting up there. I mean, he's in his eighties now. I know yeah. he is. I know. What's gonna happen when he gone when he goes? Because it, he feels like the only one that's doing this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, and not only that, it feels like He's the only one who can do this. Not not in terms of, yeah, of artistic talent, but in terms of being given the freedom. Because now he's Miyazaki. It's Studio oh, no, Ghibli. You don't, it's like you don't tell like, no, nobody's yeah. going to tell him what to do, right? I mean, and that's one of the great things about one of the many great things about this movie that you kind of hinted at, but we haven't said outright yet, which is there's not a moment of this movie that feels the least bit focus grouped. No. No, no, not at all. This is the movie that he wanted to make. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no calculate. And and that's not just like there there have been there have been good movies that have been made involving the focus, the the market research process. But there's something so refreshing about seeing a movie where you can watch it from beginning to end. And, you know, 
that there was never a point where Miyazaki said, you know, okay, I have three possible endings, so let's do some test screenings and we'll see how the audience <laughs> reaction. You know, let's see how know. the audience votes on it. Okay. There was nothing. There was none of that, or or there was none of there was no meeting where he was like, I feel like we don't appeal enough to teenagers in this. Can we add something that could maybe? What you know, does there's research none of that. say about you know yeah. all this stuff? There's there's no market research. There's no uh, you know consideration of any algorithms. There's no focus grouping. It's like no, this is the story well, I want worry. to tell. We need to put in a gay character and a trans character yeah. and a bi character and an interracial couple and a and a person in a wheelchair and all this other stuff. He's like, I'm just gonna draw what I want to draw. Yeah, like, there's and and there's there's something so refreshing about that when you watch it and you're like, this is. This is exactly the movie that this filmmaker wanted to make. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and I love that about it. Yeah. And and unfortunately, it seems like you know Miyazaki is the only, certainly the only person working in in this level of animation mm -hmm. that has that 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 has that cachet that can yeah. walk into a studio and say, "I'm going to make this movie. This is what it's going to be." Oh, and the other thing I, I notice in this movie. Even the characters that aren't the central point of a scene don't fade into into neutrality. Yeah, they are always doing something. They're always yes. if you're if you're an animated thing, you are being animated. So even if you're in the background, right? You're not just you're not just like stiff, standing still. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, you're, you're not just part that. of the background. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's just great. There's, he shows people fall asleep. He could very easily say, let's not animate any of the people in the for, in the foreground. But he does. He animates them while they're asleep. And yeah. it's kind of like, okay, all right. How come how come we can't do that? Does the computer not want to do it? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> I don't want to animate all these other people. <laughs> but I mean that's what it is. And the other thing is, is that conceivably, if I had the money, I could buy a frame of this. I could mm -hmm. go and find the cells that they made for this movie and buy it and put it up on my wall. Yeah. What the fuck do you buy from a CGI movie? Fucking exactly. nothing. Yeah. There is maybe, no cell. There's maybe, no animation cell. Right. Maybe they made a, 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 you know, a maquette of one of the characters. Maybe. Good luck getting it. But <laughs> right. they made a maquette of it. And that's just, I mean... For whatever reason, these hand-drawn animated still an illusion. They just feel more real than the CGI mm -hmm. bullshit. And so that's it. Now, maybe what will happen is he's going to finally say, okay, we're going to make a CG movie, and it's better than anything that's ever been made. Yeah, it'll be better than any. I mean, it, judging by his, his, his record, I mean, that's what mm -hmm. you would expect. Exactly. All right, Steve, what do you not recommend? Oh, man, I have got one hell of a not recommendation for you this time. So okay. the uh, the movie I'm going to not recommend is connected to Spirited Away in two ways, indirectly, of course. But uh, Spirited Away is often cited by many, many people as the greatest animated film ever made. Mm -hmm. The movie I'm going to not recommend is one of the worst animated films ever made. And having just watched it a couple of days ago to, you know, be able to you know decide if i wanted to actually not recommend it for this because i had not seen it before i concur it is possibly the worst animated film i've ever seen and you've mentioned a couple of times the movie that spirited away displaced at the top of the all-time japan box office was titanic this animated movie is an animated titanic movie it's from the year 2000 it's italian 
It's called Titanic. The legend goes on. Please stop. Please stop it. Let it's this on YouTube die. to watch for free if anybody wants to watch it. Don't do it. Don't do it, everybody. It's really, 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 really bad. Gee, it's think? really bad. It's really bad. Once again, I find myself in the quandary mm -hmm. of I like to share quotes from the reviews, but there were no reviews for this movie that I could share quotes from. So just like I had to do last time with Circus World, I went ahead and wrote my own. So here are some uh, quote lines from imaginary reviews of Titanic, The Legend Goes On that I wrote that I feel express how, how I feel about this film. So here's the first one. An animated depiction of a real life disaster where the only tragedy is that all of these characters don't die. I feel like that says it pretty well. <laughs> um, Here's another one. I, I I thought this was this this was this was a good one. Good news, former film students. If you have a bunch of loops or extra footage lying around that you don't know what to do with, apparently you can just edit them all together and release them as a movie. What was the full name of the movie again? Titanic: The Legend Goes On. Okay. Not to be confused with Titanic: The Legend Continues, starring David Carradine. Um, here's another one. The film plays like someone made a list of every animation-related trope and cliche and caricature they could think of, then handed the list off to a director who had never heard of any of those things. And finally, my last fictional quote from a bad review of Titanic, the legend goes on. I haven't yearned to see a mass animal drowning this badly since Kevin James made Zookeeper. <laughs> so that well, is what I know. think. When he starts reading <laughs> the reviews from other people saying how bad it is, I've got to go find some that are good. Oh, God. Here we go. Oh, my Fennec God. Okay. Fox rates it five stars and calls it the best movie ever. Oh, my absolutely, God. Absolutely <laughs> stunning. The animation was the best I've seen in a while, and the plot was so relatable, along with the funny and charming characters. The dialogue was so easy to understand. I thought it was. <laughs> and I didn't need subtitles. Not once. This was a cinematic masterpiece. Oh, boy. Well, and we'll surely it. watch again. Will and Angelica had such amazing oh. chemistry, and Will was such a gentleman, helping her by touching her dropped laundry. <laughs> Terrible. He's definitely in that a man exquisitely animated scene. Mm -hmm. he, he definitely is a man we all need in our lives. My most favorite moments in the movie were the party time song and the robbers. Whoever scripted that scene needs to be rehired. Ten million quadrillion and two stunning, breathtaking, and deserve the Oscar. It. Oh God. And it deserved the Oscar it won in the year 3069. <laughs> and then underneath these have to said, be trolls. These these have to be fake. 19 <laughs> people found this helpful. <laughs> Many koala said, as soon as I watched this movie, I knew I had truly found a masterpiece. I absolutely adore how sometimes the dialogue will just repeat for no see this this has to be these people are taking the piss. As well as the repeated voice lines and scenes. This movie felt like a mix between the Titanic and Cinderella with a cameo from Gaston and Ratatouille. 
it's it was so incredible. Titanic 1997 aspires to be like this movie. And let's not forget to mention the rap. Rapping dogs. Yes. Really There's just a rapping dog. tied this whole movie together. Yeah. Most of all, I love how Jack, no, William, fell in love with Rose. <laughs> no, Angelica, after three scenes <laughs> together. The chemistry was beyond words, especially when you find out they have the same mother figure. I wish more movies had that type of family dynamic. These all have to be trolls. I can't. Now I'm starting. They to have think. to be fake. They have to be. Because I mean, especially the ones talking about how well animated it is. Like for anybody who's never seen this movie, <laughs> watch. Don't you don't even have to watch the whole thing. Just mm -hmm. just find it on YouTube. Watch five minutes of this movie, and then go and watch an episode of the original 1980s He-Man cartoon. And I guarantee you, He-Man will look like fucking Fantasia. Okay, this compared is to this movie, it's so bad. Okay. Um, Rehaxetris, I think that's how you pronounce their name. Okay. This movie is a masterpiece. Of course. I love how it completely ignores the fact that over 1,500 people died and how the Titanic was one of the worst maritime disasters that ever went down. I especially love the song Party Time by the Rapping Dog. <laughs> one of the best, that, is, that does seem to be a favorite. One of the best songs of all time that deserves a Grammy. The animation is top tier in capitals. And I love how the beginning of the movie, the Titanic was already sinking. <laughs> Spoil the ending. You know. But turns out that was only a flashback. And we go all the way back be to before the Titac Titanic even started. Such an amazing way to start a children's film. And it's totally not ripping off Cinderella either. The stepsisters and stepmother may look almost exactly the same as they do in Cinderella, but I'm sure that's just a coincidence. And don't yeah. even get me started about how half the voice lines don't even match up with the animation. It's amazing. I love how, it, how in the end it says everyone survived when that wasn't the case at all. I could go on about how amazing this movie is, but that would be taking too long. Point is, this movie teaches you everything you need to know about the Titanic. Titanic, the talking animals and everything. Don't do don't do actual research or watch the other film. Just introduce your children to this wonderful legend instead. <laughs> there you go. It's nice to see some people have a sense of humor, isn't it? <laughs> what? Okay, I started reading this. It's another five-star review by Andrew Taylor. Of course. This is how it starts. Liberal Muslim homosexual ACLU lawyer, professor, and abortion doctor was teaching a class on Karl Marx, known atheist. Full stop. That is the first line in this review about a fucking animated oh, about movie the, about, about the Titanic cartoon. Then he writes, before the class begins, you must get on your knees and worship Marx and accept that he was the most highly evolved being the world has ever known, even greater than Jesus Christ. That's the next sentence. Okay. I'm and listening. so now it's just going, going, and then it ends with Semper Fi. Nowhere in this is a review of the fucking movie. Some lunatic. It's, it's probably it. the... It's probably the, the best review you could give of the movie. It's like it just he watched the movie, it completely shattered mm -hmm. his mind, and he was just typing shit into the computer. All right, my turn. As you guys yeah. know, I like to not recommend a movie from the same year as the um 
movie that we just reviewed, and it's 2001. And the movie that I'm not going to recommend is a little movie that's based on a video game. Oh, wait, no, it's not based on a video game. But it has the same, it has the same name as a video game. How is that possible? Well, okay, so the video game is Final Fantasy. And the full name is Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Ah, yes, and I remember this movie. Do you? I barely yeah. did, but I saw it in the list, and I said, "Did I watch that?" And I said, I oh, saw, yeah, I, I saw did it, watch I, that." Huh? I saw it in the theater. I saw it in the oh, theater. Did you like it? Yeah. No, it was not. You good. just said yes. You said it out of yeah. It said it out of reflex. Yes, I did. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. You um, know the the weirdest the weirdest part about it was Alec Baldwin does the voice of the main guy, but he's his character design is clearly based on Ben Affleck. So it's like hearing Ben Affleck talk with Alec Baldwin's voice for the whole movie. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fucking awful. Yeah, it has nothing bad. to do with the videos that have, the the games that have come out. It has nothing to do. I mean, it, what it really does feel like, what it honestly feels like, is that someone was making a CGI full-length movie, and they decided, you know how we can get dumb Americans to come see it? Is if we put a popular video game movie name on it, on top of it. And yeah. so they put Final Fantasy, and kids went there, and they said, this doesn't feel or look like anything that I have ever played in my entire <laughs> life. I don't understand it. It's fucking awful. I don't remember who's in it. I'm surprised you remember who's in it, Steve. I remember Alec Baldwin. I don't remember anybody else. Okay. So here's a review for it. I'm going to be honest with you. This movie... No, wait. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be honest with you. This movie is a masterpiece of mediocrity. A oh. pace de resistance of the demise of Square Pictures, which is the name of the... Square Media is the name of the video game company that made the, the, made, made the movie and made the video game. I'm playing, but honestly, this movie isn't good, despite having some great names and actors involved. For real, James Wood, Alec Baldwin, Steve Buscemi, and many other great actors who actually did really great, who did really great in the movie. No, they didn't. But the story is just stupid, <laughs> which it is, and doesn't make sense, which it doesn't. It doesn't explain itself in any way, and the ending is entirely unpleasing. The CGI is good for the day. No one looks at it. And... and <laughs> for the day it was made, but it looks pretty cheap now. I found this DVD at Goodwill. It was marked down when I took it to the register and cashier and just told me that I could have it. <laughs> just wow. take it. Get it out of our store. I'm not <laughs> saying that makes it bad, but I feel like it's it's a bit irrelevant. <sighs> Which Someone is why I included it in my review. <laughs> in my review. Harry Z with a two-star review. This movie has aged a lot. It looks like a video game. The voice acting is mediocre, and so is the story. The story is weak and silly. There were there were a lot of cliches, and I didn't believe the romance between the, the two main characters. And I'm serious about this. The only strong moment in the movie was the ending. You don't really feel for any of these characters or what they're going through. I don't think this was bad, but certainly not good. Yet this is a piece of history. When this movie first came out, it blew our minds. No, it didn't. But unfortunately, <laughs> it aged terribly. No, it was fucking trash when it came out. There are a lot of five star reviews in here, Steve. Wow, there's always there's always somebody mm -hmm. that likes something. You know, people start. This is awesome because of this. This is awesome because of that. This is awesome because of Jesus Christ, guys, really? Oh my God, those are the only two. Okay. <laughs> 
Raul Diaz starts very similarly. It's a very, very short review. Okay, I'm going to be real with you. This movie is a masterpiece of human feces. I would never recommend this movie unless you want to be bored to death. Horrible movie. The end. That's all he wrote. That's his masterpiece of human feces. (laughs) Put it on the poster. Ah, So that's it. So if you guys want to waste your time and look at really dated, uh, look at really, really dated animation, CGI animation, then find Final Fantasy The Spirits Within. Apparently, you can find it at Goodwill. Hey, Steve. (laughs) For free. Yes, yes, my friend. Now's the time where Steve has to pick the next movie we're going to review. He has A, B, or C to choose from. He's going to pick blindly, and that's what we're going to do. Hey, Steve, you want to know what the common thread for all three films are? Yeah, I would love to know. Well, I'm not telling you. So fuck, I suffer in silence. <laughs> all right, fine. No, they're all film noirs. <gasps> and quite honestly, I think we love all three of them. So there's no there's oh. no losing in this one. All right. There's no losing. So you can be confident right. whatever you pick. That's what we're going to watch. So Steve, please choose A, B, or C. B. B. Okay. Good job. Oh, hey, look at that. How long has it been since we've done a Humphrey Bogart movie? Oh shit! When was the what was the last one we did? The Maltese was it Casablanca? Falcon. The Maltese Falcon, yeah. It's okay. Been a while. Yeah. So, if you guys want to get all the jokes, then you guys will watch the Big Sleep before <gasps> our next review. <laughs> yeah, that's death, by the way. The Big Sleep. <laughs> the Big Sleep is death, unless you remember the 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 funny joke from the very first Ren and Stimpy cartoon. <laughs> One <laughs> Ren figures out that it's the big sleep when some one of the animals in the shelter says, No, the big sleep. It's the big sleep. So, yay, watch that so you can get all the jokes. Hooray, the big sleep. Awesome. Hey, everybody. Now it's time for the end. And this is where I say, <laughs> Go see a movie next week. And this is where I say, Hey, Jason. What? You dope. I'm that, I'm sorry I called you a dope before I take that, it back. That's that's your quote. Yeah. Well, I called you a movie. dope. I called you a dope, see on my own, but then the quote is I'm sorry I called you a dope, I take it back. So I had to call you a dope first so that I could then, you know, create a back. context in which to take it back. Well, yes, I don't exactly. forgive you. You called me a dope and I'm angry at you I'm forever. Sorry. You I'm sleep sorry. with one eye open now, you son of a bitch. I'll kill you. I will. I there will. There are so hey, many dangerous um, spirits around here. I'll, I'll have oh. no face eat you. With that weird mouth in the wrong place. Weird mouth in the wrong place. That's right. I don't How dare like that. you? Why'd you call me that? I I'm sorry. No, you're you know not. Why I call, do you know why I called you that? Why? For something you wouldn't recognize. It's called love. I recognize love. I love things. Okay, I was. I, that's another but quote. Now, I was okay, just trying to wedge another boy, quote. Boy, you're really gonna suffer. I hope she, I'm going to tell Yo Gabba Gabba and she's going to turn you into coal and go, I'm going to throw you into the boiler. How about that? As long as she doesn't feed me to that big ass baby. Oh, is that what you're afraid of? Being eaten by the baby? I'm afraid of giant babies. I have a terrible phobia of gigantic of everyone, babies. You know what? Every, if you've never had a baby, Steve, everyone should be terrified of giant babies. <laughs> everyone. That giant baby is the most terrifying monster in the history of cinema. The only reason we don't kill more babies is because they're tiny and they can't help it. But you take that, make that baby giant, like like yeah. Godzilla size. Oh boy! He'd wipe out all life on Earth. 
on one tantrum alone. That should be the next Godzilla movie. Actually, there should be like a giant, like a Godzilla well, size kind of baby. For honey, I blew up the kid, but that kid's really a toddler. Yeah, I mean, like a baby, like an like infant. a baby, baby, like, like, like the baby in this with a diaper yeah. on, baby. Yeah, and Godzilla has to kill it. <laughs> so, and Godzilla, we, and, we tell Godzilla, Godzilla, go kill that giant baby, please. Well, Godzilla doesn't follow orders. Godzilla does what Godzilla does, but you just you kind of point Godzilla in the direction of the baby and trust that he'll know what to do. That's the first time Godzilla would look back at us and say, "I'm not going to do it." Godzilla would be like, are you no. fucking serious? You you want me to kill a baby? Are you fucking kidding <laughs> me right now? I'm going to do your baby? dirty work. You want to kill the baby? You kill the baby yourself. <laughs> kill your own giant babies, you sick fucks. <laughs> I'm going back to Monster Island. Even Gamera, the protector, you know, the guardian of all, the protector of all, friend to all children would have second friend thoughts about children. that. He'd <laughs> land there and there's a giant baby and he's like, Jesus Christ. No. I'm flying my spinning shell out of here. <laughs> I guess I, I got to protect it because I have a reputation to, you know. It's a baby. It's what do I do here? Technically, <laughs> it's a child and it won't shut up. It's just crying and crying and crying. If a giant baby suddenly appeared in Japan, what would we do? Would we help Japan? Or we just say you're on your own? Would you <laughs> would say President, off, you're on your own? Would President Biden just call up the prime minister of Japan and be like, so listen, what do you need as far as the giant baby? Like, what do you even What's, want us do to do? Do you need formula or something? I don't <laughs> do know. Do you need formula? How, what is that baby eating? Can we airdrop you some diapers? I mean, <laughs> what does it need? Well, I mean, let's just, I mean, we can talk about it. I mean, we got to negotiate something because I don't think we have enough cows for that baby. <laughs> we, we definitely do don't have enough lactating mothers <laughs> oh my god they make a call you're required to show up to the milking station to feed the giant baby and what happens <laughs> when the baby gets older how much bigger is it going to be when it's fully <laughs> grown if it's that big already as a baby oh can I imagine the terrible twos that's why I'm telling you, that's why Godzilla needs to take it out now. Jeez, I didn't realize you were so pro killing the giant baby. <laughs> I'm only in favor of infanticide if the baby is large enough to be a threat to the city. <laughs> then it just becomes practical. Now I do kind of want to make a movie about abortion, but the thing is, it's a gigantic baby that's destroying <laughs> giant things. Giant baby. It's literally, and everyone is arguing about whether or not it's right to kill the baby. It's like a 250 foot tall baby just <laughs> rampaging through a city, grabbing things and sticking in its mouth, squashing. <laughs> don't put fire. that in your mouth. There's like one scientist that cares about the baby. It's like, no, don't put that in your mouth. Mm -hmm. It's throwing tantrums and crying, and you know. Most people, it's mostly just a noise nuisance because you can't really get around all that much. How are you going to quiet a gigantic baby? The baby can't swim, so it's stuck on in Japan. You know, <laughs> that's what Japan's doing. It made a giant rattle and it's trying to lure it, lure the baby into the ocean. <laughs> so the baby will drown. That's that's totally like something they would do in a classic like 1970s Godzilla movie. I know. There'd be like a, a team, there'd be like a team of scientists, like, we've come up with a plan. We've built a didn't gigantic they... rattle to lure the baby into the sea. For Rodan, didn't they make a giant bowl of blood for him to drink or something? <laughs> Which movie was I thinking of? <laughs> With this gigantic bowl of blood that he has to land on to, and drink. Yeah, to, to bait him in, you know. 
What else are they supposed to do? Oh my god. I yeah. actually watched, I saw, um, not to drag this out any further, but I recently watched uh, Son of Godzilla, mm -hmm. which is also known as the movie where Godzilla keeps trying to take a nap, only yeah. to be interrupted by his son. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like you, There are so many shots of that in that movie of Godzilla just laying down on the ground trying to get some sleep, mm -hmm. and his fucking kid comes running in, being chased by like giant praying mantises, and Godzilla's got to get up and be like, "Oh, what is it now?" Jesus, no Christ. mention of where that fucking baby came from. No, no, it just showed up. It's oh, okay, it just showed up. Godzilla. There's no Mrs. Godzilla. No. Nothing. It's just baby and Godzilla. Godzilla but. Godzilla yeah. is a man, and he takes responsibility for that child. I guess so. You'd have to. He, he takes it under his wing and says, come on, kid, you're with me now. The next Godzilla versus the, the next Godzilla versus movie has a baby. I think it's a baby Godzilla and a baby Kong. Oh, you know, gotta, just, you got to get the next generation ready. You got to keep these be, movies going. Look, look who's talking with Kaiju. <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. When we start talking about this, we'll never, we'll never. Close we'll the we'll show. be on forever. Okay, bye everybody. Bye everybody. Late seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lemmelisten. And... Thanks for listening.